Welcome to the ADHD Power Podcast. ADHD Power helps working professionals and entrepreneurs with ADHD maximize the positives and minimize the negatives of ADHD so that together we can use our superpower to make the world a better place. I'm Nicola and I have ADHD. I'm an ADHD productivity coach, master student and podcaster. So a warm welcome to the 65th, 65th episode. And today we will talk about the feeling of being overwhelmed as an adhd -er. Maybe you know that many of us with ADHD, we struggle with this constant feeling of being overwhelmed. We don't know where to start when we are confronted with a huge amount of work. We have so many options we could choose from and then it's quite hard to figure out, okay, where do I start now? And then we feel maybe overwhelmed. We have this perfectionistic tendencies that we want to aim for 100% and in the end, because we are so overwhelmed, we stop completely. We don't try again. And in this episode, I exactly would like to address this topic of being feeling overwhelmed as someone with ADHD. And more importantly, I would like to provide you some solutions from my personal experience with overwhelm as someone with ADHD. So let's get started. First of all, my personal story as an ADHD. -er. So in high school, I was a chronic procrastinator with ADHD. Yeah, and I was overwhelmed so, so quickly. I was waiting till the last second to begin learning for exams. I was feeling stressed out. I was sweating a lot. Yeah, like this uncomfortable feeling when I'm getting so warm and I don't know why. Obviously, <laughs> now I know why, but it was not a nice feeling at all. And also this constant anxiety and fear of failure. What happens if I don't pass the exam or what happens if I don't get the degree in the end. Yeah, even worse. And then, of course, I was ruminating about why, again, I didn't start on time when I, again, one or two days started before. Because obviously, if you start one or two days before, most likely we, you will not achieve the same performance as you could achieve if you have a little bit more time, a little bit more time to review the learning material, etc. So, Takeaway, key takeaway from <laughs> that part of my life. I was overwhelmed quickly. I was waiting till the last second. And I felt a little bit like life was holding me back. Going through life with the handbrake constantly on. But interestingly, on the other hand, I always knew there is so much potential inside me. But in that time, I really also limited myself, interestingly. And that is also a little bit connected with the feeling of overwhelm. Yeah, I had those limiting beliefs like, I can't do that. I can't pass this exam. I'm not able to be good at mathematics, for example. I always had this, by the way, this limiting belief, I'm not good at mathematics. And I told me that, I told myself actively that I'm not good at mathematics. And what I actually figured out over time that the words we speak over ourselves matters. Yeah. They really, the thoughts and words that we speak over ourselves, they matter because if I said, because in that time I said, okay, I'm not good at math. What I actually did is I started to identify myself with this identity of not being good at math, but that doesn't help me anything. If I really want to say something, I could say, maybe I have the tendency of, I'm not so, so good at math. Yeah, I have the tendency to struggle a little bit with certain calculations. But if I say really explicit, explicit, like 
I'm not good at math, I'm starting to limit myself. And it's not helping me anything in the end. And over time, I started to change that a little bit. Yeah, to say, okay, maybe I need to put in a little bit more effort. And then I can also get good at math. And interestingly, by the way, nowadays I'm pretty solid. I can do pretty good calculations. I'm now doing my master's degree at an elite university in general management. And obviously, there you need to do some calculations. And I wouldn't come at that point... Um, if I had, had, have not changed a little bit my thoughts, what I speak over myself, yeah? And coming back now to my experience in high school, in that time, I really said, like, I had to do my, maybe I didn't say it actively sometimes, but I had it always in my head, I can't do that. And what I figured out is, figuring a little bit out uh, my personal limiting beliefs and searching for solutions, how to overcome them, really, really helped me. And one major thing that helped me is establishing a growth mindset. Yeah. Seeing simply this challenge as an opportunity to get better. Or I could simply say, hey, currently I have to struggle, but I'm able, I I don't know yet how it works, but I'm able to learn. Yeah. And maybe one day I'm in that state that I have the skill, etc. And this is also connected with overwhelm because sometimes we have this, we, we tell ourselves, I have so much in front of me and I'm not able to um, come up with a structure, for example. And figuring a little bit out those limiting beliefs, which in my experience I figured out was quite hard, but this definitely can help. And once you figured out this limiting belief, think about how can I um, establish certain or follow certain tools, strategies to overcome those limiting beliefs. Yeah. So coming back now to the point of being overwhelmed, Now, I really felt like I was in Cajun that time, especially in high school. And over time, I started to work on myself, obviously. Actively work on myself. And now I'm at a point, it's now 2023, October, I really, really love my ADHD. And why I'm saying that so explicit, that I love my ADHD, and I wouldn't trade it for anything... um, in this world, I wouldn't trade my ADHD for anything in this world. It's really, first of all, I simply believe that, and it is in my life like that. I only have to, almost 100% only have the positives of ADHD and not anymore the negatives. Obviously, my whole life is structured in a way that I can best work with my ADHD brain, so that I really, really love it. And why I'm saying that here is also the thoughts and words matters. Because if you think about ADHD like a disability, it is a disability, your reality most likely will look according to that. Yeah. But if you say, okay, I have ADHD and I see it, for example, or in, that's what I experienced is when I personally say it's a trait and once I learn to best leverage this trait, it becomes my personal superpower. It becomes a viable, uh, inviable, valuable asset in my life. Yeah, it's a huge mindset shift saying like ADHD is a disability or it is a trait. And I personally see it as a trait that enriches my life. And what I figured out is the, the point is seeing the, the mindset or simply the, the frame through the lens through which you see your ADHD is so, so crucial. That's what I experienced. And because we ADHD interestingly have obviously so many strengths. 
So many entrepreneurs, almost so, so many entrepreneurs have ADHD. So, so many great and successful people have ADHD and they figured out the way how to use their unique strength, like for example, charisma, sensitivity, entrepreneurial spirit, curiosity, humor, etc., to their advantage. Yeah, by simply following a productive pursuit that helps them to use their unique strength. Yeah. And in my personal uh, in my life, simply my ADHD gives me creativity as an entrepreneur. It fuels my brain with curiosity as an elite master student. It gives me drive as the assistant of the COO of a large corporation. I'm currently doing an internship in the US. When the, uh, I'm now uh, uh, here for six months in the US, traveled from Switzerland uh, to here. And why I'm saying that is simply... Um, Focusing on your strength is so, so crucial, I believe. And also when it comes to the topic of overwhelm, that's the point here, yeah? Because, um, again, because it can be connected with our limiting thoughts and beliefs, yeah? So, now, long story short, we covered now, okay, I used to highly struggle in the past with my ADHD brain. I was overwhelmed pretty quickly, sweating, feeling stressed out, fear of failure, perfectionism, etc. was holding me back. I started to work actively together with my ADHD brain and now I really see it as a gift that enriches my life. Now the question is, okay, how exactly have I achieved that? Yeah, and here I would like to share with you three tactics I use daily to be a high-functioning ADHD without being or feeling overwhelmed. First one is distraction log. What is a distraction log? This is a dedicated blank piece of paper that I keep next to me when working. And whenever an idea, a persistent thought or something important to do or remember pops into my mind, I write it down and move on. And this has different benefits. One, for example, is we ADHD, we are creative people. Now, we can leverage this creativity, but we need to write those ideas down. Yeah. On the other hand, it can also get a little bit difficult for us because we have all the time those ideas, we also can get distracted. Now, the cool thing is if you use a distraction log and you always write down, if something pops into your mind, you write it immediately down, you are less distracted and you can simply move on. You can continue with the task at hand. And that's what I'm doing every single day. I always have, also now I have it next to me, my distraction log. And it's pretty simply structured. You, I simply write a date, then I have one column on the left where it's written to-dos, and always when something pops into my mind, like, oh, I need to answer this email, I need to um, do X, Y, Z, I write it immediately down. And the second thing, I have a second column with notes, and there I write down some ideas. For example, I have multiple, throughout the day, always I have ideas for a social media post, for a podcast episode, I write it immediately down, and that is so crucial because... Uh, David Allen, a productivity guru, once said, our brain is good for having ideas, but not for holding them. Therefore, it's really crucial to write those ideas, those great, great ideas down, then you will not forget it. And also, this distraction log has another purpose that can help us as, some, uh, as ADHD. That is simply, we are, many of us with ADHD, we can be impulsive. So, example, you have an idea. I could start... A second business. Yeah. Now, when you, are, when you do your work, you write that down. And the cool thing is now in the evening, you come back to this thing, to this idea, and you can think again about it. The point is you have like a second layer. And I will 
share with you in a second how you can actually implement that what I just shared with you. So main takeaways here, use a distraction or you can use it. I personally use it every single day. Always when something pops into my mind, I immediately write it down and I continue with the task at hand. And this is also cool because it protects a little bit your concentration muscle from getting distracted and doing the multitasking, thousand things at the same time, but feeling um, stressed and less productive. And this is exactly what I always try to avoid. Yeah. First tactic is the distraction log. Second, real quick guys, you guys maybe know that we don't run any ads to grow this podcast. So the only ask that I have for you guys is that you help me spread the word to help more working professionals and entrepreneurs with ADHD overcome procrastination, be more productive, have their life in order and use their superpower to make the world a better place. And the only way we do that is if you could rate review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is just leave a review that takes you 10 seconds or one click with your thumb. That would mean a lot to me and more importantly, it may change someone else's world. Now, and this is a little bit connected with the distraction log, is this shutdown ritual. That's a strategy or a tactic I learned from the uh, professor computer science professor Cole Newport. He's an also a bestseller author, author of the work, a great, great book, by the way, uh, if you have ADHD. Um, it's, it's not directly, obviously, related to, to, like, about ADHD, but it has so, so many pa- practical tactics, what I personally leverage in my life. Now, shutdown ritual, what we can do here. I end each workday with a hard stop. What is a hard stop? That is a predefined point of time where I no longer work. I end my workday. And there I follow a structured routine. And what I'm doing there now is I transfer my notes from the distraction log, which I wrote down. I wrote down many, many different notes throughout the day. Now it's time to simply transfer them into my productivity system. My productivity system consists of different parts. One is the calendar, a to-do list, and a note-taking system. Those three are the major pillars or parts of my productivity system. Of course, I have other parts, but we will keep it simple. Now, what I'm also doing in that shutdown ritual is I update my major to-do list and I do time my time block for the next day. Coming back to the first point, okay, first we need to transfer this information from this productivity, from this distraction log, sorry. And the cool thing is now, we have like a second barrier, a second layer in place because we are impulsive. Now we can think about again, oh, I wrote down, for example, I want to start a new podcast, another podcast. Now it's time to think and reflect, okay, is it so, doesn't make it sense to start a second podcast because I only have published on my first podcast 10 episodes. Maybe not. Maybe I should focus on my first one. Okay, I will delete that. Now you see the point here. We simply work better with our ADHD brain. We are we have sim- by simply having a second barrier in place that helps us to reflect again up on that about that particular thing we wrote down. Is it a good idea to pursue with that or not? Also, I update my major to-do list. So I wrote down throughout the day certain things. Maybe I have already my task management uh, to-do list. I have some other tasks. And now it's time to update that. You can use Trello. You can use a digital option like Trello, Things, uh, Microsoft To Do, 
Todoist, etc. You can also like, because we, many of us with ADHD, we are out of sight, out of mind people, you can use a physical option, also an option or a possibility. Okay, update your major to-do list. Next step, time block. I time block my next day using deep work and shallow work sessions. Yeah, I simply plan out my next day between the meetings for particular tasks. So for example, from 8 till 10, I do X. From 10 to 12, I do Y. And this gives me clarity and this gives me structure. And by the way, this gives me helps me also be to be creative because I have those particular time blocks where I eliminate all distractions and I only focus on my work. Because nowadays, what I hear sometimes is people say, I don't want to use a calendar because it restricts my creativity. Sorry, I understand this argument for sure. I, I don't want to, uh, um, no, I totally understand that argument. But my point of view is a little bit different because what I experienced is um, those people who say something like that, they end up oftentimes in a situation where they get distracted by so many things and then they never come into that creative flow state. Yeah, but if they would say, okay, I will now take really three hours only to work on this particular thing, monotasking, and I will create an environment that creates deep work or help me to do deep work, the likelihood that, I, that you come into a creative state is way higher. Because if we don't have a plan or if we don't prioritize that thing, most likely we will never make the time for it. Therefore, to think like, oh, maybe one day I will be creative, I have a creative moment, this can definitely happen, but you can increase the likelihood, or at least in my case, it is like that, I can increase the likelihood to be creative if I schedule time in my calendar. And at the same time, by the way, living my life based on a calendar in general makes my life so much easier because I don't need to think. I simply execute my plan I created the night before. Yeah. So what I'm doing here, coming back to the main point, shotgun ritual, I simply time block my next day. Yeah, pretty a simple strategy. And then the cool thing is after I finish this shutdown ritual, after I have transferred my information from the distraction log into my productivity system, updated my major to-do list, time blocked my next day, etc. And by the way, you can create your own shutdown ritual. That's only an idea how you can do that. I have personally also some other steps I'm doing, but those are the major ones. What I'm saying in the end of this shutdown ritual is I simply turn off my computer and say the magical words, schedule shutdown complete. That sounds a little bit funny, but this has a purpose. Why we should or why, why I'm saying that. By saying those magical words, this indicates to my brain or tells my brain, now it is over with working. I'm not allowed to check emails. I'm not allowed to go on Instagram and uh, check how my recent post performed. No, I'm simply not allowed to do that. Now it's over. And the cool thing is, this gives me especially... Uh, when it comes to work-related thoughts, I can always concur or simply overcome them pretty fast because it simply can tell me, hey, I never would say those magical words if I haven't bring everything in order in, in my system. Because what I experienced is sometimes it can happen that after work, oh, something pops into my mind like, oh, have I answered this email or have I answered to my client's message or whatever? And then I can always tell myself, no, everything is fine. You have made everything in your, let's say, on your side from, uh, on your, uh, in, like, like, for, in your 
let's say on your side, you have done everything to bring everything in order and therefore is no need to worry about that. Yeah. So, uh, and that's what I really love about. It. So if you have work related thoughts currently, uh, you can always have a simple process you can walk through and tell yourself, hey, I have done everything on my side to bring everything in order. I don't need to worry about that. I have a clear plan for the next day. And this is also another point. Having a shotgun ritual in place, knowing how we will continue with work, helps you simply to be more relaxed and have genuine free time. Because if you simply shut down your computer and your workday without knowing how you want to continue, especially as knowledge workers, this becomes really important, we may worry about certain things. We don't know how to continue. But if we have a clear plan in place, yeah, we know how to continue. We are less overwhelmed. We feel relaxed. That's the cool thing. And we can really have genuine free time. So long story short, this is the shutdown ritual at really, really helpful tactic in my life as someone ADHD to be less overwhelmed. And the last one, the last tactic is now structures. What I personally like to do is I structure my day using, like I mentioned before, deep work and shallow work sessions. And this, by the way, is also called macro planning. What is macro planning? Macro planning simply defines the theme of a particular time block. So if you create in your shutdown ritual the time, the time block schedule for your next day, you do macro planning. You have, for example, if you wake up in 5 a.m., you have your first time block from 5.30 till 7 a.m. That's your first time block and you call it, for example, in my case, it would be um, coaching calls. Okay, I have coaching calls. Then I have a next time block. For example, let's say content production for social media. That takes me 90 minutes. All right. The point is now that is macro planning. We simply know roughly on what we will work on, in, on what we will do in that particular time frame. Now we can go one step further. Now, before I start a work session, let's say, for example, producing social media content, I write down the main tasks I want to accomplish, like, like the sub items. You have like this macro plan in place, but now it's important to break it down. And that is the power of chunking, break something down in different steps. So if you, what I'm then doing is like when it comes to content, I have multiple steps to do, obviously. First, what I need to do. Okay. I need to write, I need to do research about what I want to uh, actually write. Second thing is I need to write the caption, the text. Third, I need to find a, a picture or I need to create a carousel in Adobe Express, for example. That's a tool, by the way, quite cool. Then fourth step, okay, I need to post it. And now we already figured out four steps I need to be going through. And I should write that down. Obviously, I have my SOPs in place, standard operating procedures, so I don't need to write it down all the time. The same things for certain things I'm doing over and over every single day. But I'm doing that, for example, also in my internship. For example, I had currently a project. And always when I had a deep work session working three hours straight on it or four hours, First, I write down, okay, what exactly I want to be going through or what are the micro steps? And this is called micro planning. Yeah, 
So macro planning really defining the, the broader theme of this particular time block and micro planning are the necessary steps you want to be going through. And why this becomes so or why it's so helpful is the reason why we feel overwhelmed or why we procrastinate, why we don't try again is oftentimes what I experience from my life in my life is a lack of clarity on what we want to work on. Yeah, we don't know exactly what should we do, where should we start. And first, creating a plan helps us especially to reduce this feeling of overwhelm. And really having some structures in place, I experienced, definitely helped me. So really, this is, I guess, a huge key takeaway. Procrastination, overwhelm is often um, simply the consequence of a lack of clarity on what we want to work on or what exactly we want to do. Yeah. So what we've covered now is three different tactics what I personally use in my life. Distraction lock, yeah, blank piece of paper. Second, shutdown ritual. You end your days on a predefined time and you go through a structured routine, structured steps, yeah, how to end your work days. And the last thing, <laughs> I like this word structure today, yeah? um, is structures. Yeah, Use shallow work sessions, deep work sessions, use macro planning and micro planning to your advantage. Now, what's the conclusion from this podcast episode? If you have ADHD and if you are quickly overwhelmed, now only start with one tactic. Implement it and make necessary changes as you progress. Because what I'm saying that is had two things. First of all, it doesn't exist like one solution for every of us with ADHD because obviously every ADHD is a little bit different. Therefore, make it work for you and don't get overwhelmed. Start only with one single thing. Yeah. And another thing what I believe is really important. Maybe you have heard of this expression terminology saying like uh, people say mental masturbation. I came across this uh, word a few, I guess, uh, weeks ago when I listened to a podcast of Chris Williamson. And I actually experienced that, okay, that's also what I'm sometimes doing. Like, I lo love listening to podcasts and feeling so, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm learning and so on. But actually, I'm not implementing them. Therefore, and that is called mental masturbation. We think, yeah, it's feeling so cool learning and listening to podcasts. But in the end, we don't change anything. And that's exactly what we want to prevent. Therefore, really, if you now listen to this episode, pick one tactic. Yeah, is it maybe the distraction log or maybe deep work sessions or the shutdown ritual? Pick it, implement it and see if it works for you. If it doesn't, make necessary changes as you progress. Because as I, as I uh, repeat myself over and over again, like... Take responsibility pre-proactive, yeah? Maybe you work better. Um, maybe you want to adjust that shutdown ritual a little bit to your case, like that you keep it simpler or make it shorter or you want to add certain steps. Make it work for your ADHD brain. That's the main point. So now I will leave you with this question. What is one minor improvement I could make the next time I feel overwhelmed. I will repeat that. What is one minor improvement I could make the next time I feel overwhelmed? You can ask yourself that. Maybe you can write down some notes, some thoughts about that. The next time when you're overwhelmed, come back to that and think, what can I do now in order to reduce this feeling of overwhelm? 
All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, for being part of this amazing journey, supporting my podcast, ADHD Power. It's really great to see you guys. Um, our listeners, listeners are growing more and more. You really enjoy it. I'm really grateful to, to yeah, for, for all your support. And thank you so much for that I'm able to do the work I'm doing now. And um, yeah, have a wonderful, productive week. 